You're listening to the Good Christian Podcast. We're not saying that we're always good Christians, but this is always a good podcast for Christians to listen to. I am your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Happy June, everyone. So excited to be back with you this month. And today I'm really pumped about the topic because it is absolutely one that I just enjoy talking about. So I'm going to, as always, do my best to respect your time and keep these episodes short. But just know this one is going to be a struggle because I could talk for hours on this topic. I'm going to talk about how to grow yourself and strengthen your leadership. Self-discovery, self-improvement, leadership are things that I just absolutely love and devote my life to, to learning more and more about. And actually, a few years back, I had the opportunity to go to what was called the Catalyst One Day Conference. And a pastor was there named Chris Hodges. Some are familiar with him. He runs a really big church in the United States. I believe actually one of the largest. And getting to hear him speak was just so refreshing. And I took some notes and learned some things. And they're great reminders for me. And, and I actually wanted to share four of these main things with you. So I'm sharing with you today are four main ways to strengthen your leadership and also to grow yourself. Now, first off, you're saying, okay, I'm not really a leader. Yes, you are. A leader and leadership simply means influence. You have influence over somebody else. So all of us are leaders. Now, the capacity at which we lead looks different. How many people that are actually under our influence is, of course, different for each and every one of us. But there's somebody that only you can influence and only you can lead. We all have access to somebody that others do not. Regardless of our connectivity with social media, you still have access to somebody that no one else will. So you are a leader in that sense. So what I'm going to share with you is just four ways we can really, again, improve ourselves and grow our leadership. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into these now. The first one, number one here, is to focus on a continuous improvement. Focus on continuous improvement. If I was to take this and talk about a business idea or perspective, I would think of a Fortune 500 company because they have a process and structure to continuously improve in multiple areas. And this is kind of the way that they look at things. Number one, they look at creating a quality product that's defect-free and an on-time delivery, very timely fashion to keep people excited. Amazon kind of sets the trend for that one. And then, of course, how can they automate the tools that deliver to the customer and make it a delightful experience for them? This is how businesses focus on continuously improving themselves. But what about our own lives? Like, it makes sense when I talk about this as a business, right? All those things I just mentioned, you're like, oh, yeah, I totally get that. But what about for you, for your own life? What do you do to focus on continuous improvement? This is a harsh reality that I'm about to share with you. But there's a quote that, that I use probably more often than I should because some people don't care for it. But when you stop growing and developing, you start dying. When you stop growing and developing, you start dying. And I have found this to be extremely true. You've, we've all met people, maybe it's even our lives right now, where you see somebody who's just not devoting themselves to any sort of improvement. And when you do, you realize they're not only being stagnant, but they're getting more and more unhealthy in their lives. And something I believe that God has called us to do is to focus on continuous improvement. And for me, that begins by picking up the Bible and by spending time in prayer and becoming more self-aware of the things that are your strong suits that God has blessed you with and also the things that maybe you're struggling with and getting around those people that can help you get better and improve more and more. I've said this before on this podcast, but we're an average of the five people we hang out with. And many of you have heard that from other places as well. But if you want to focus on continuous improvement, think about who's your, who's your surrounding, who's around you. 
and think about, again, opening the scripture more, getting into an intimate place with God where you can just pray and worship. By doing these things, you're really going to grow a lot. So again, these four ways I'm sharing with you, it all begins with you have to be focused on that continuous improvement. Number two, the second point here, keep promoting life-giving culture. Keep promoting life-giving culture. We live in a very negative world right now, especially. I feel that it's just continuously heading down a downward spiral. God has called us to be the light to the world. Yes, that means leading them to Jesus, but we also need to promote some life-giving culture around us. When people get around us, they shouldn't feel the same negative vibes they feel from everybody else. They shouldn't feel the oppression that the world has placed on us. They should feel free. They should feel at peace. They should feel loved. And for us to continue to promote this life-giving culture, we have to be willing to say, you know what? I'm going to be that light for Jesus. I'm going to spread that. I'm going to be that leader that the world needs me to be. And this can be as simple as you're thinking like, oh man, life-giving culture. Like if you're thinking culture from like a organizational standpoint, you're thinking like developing a culture code and all those things, which can be good. But really at the end of the day, if you can smile, you can tell people that you love them. You can serve people any chance you get it. Something as simple as paying it forward in a, a line. Like if you're going to Starbucks, pay for the person behind you or in a fast food line. Again, pay for the person behind you. Hold the door open for them. Anything you can do to help, again, promote that life-giving culture around you is going to bring a change. And I believe that if every believer on earth, like you might be saying, oh, Alex, this doesn't have like a, a, a it's not going to do a lot because the world's so negative and I've got so many things against me. The truth is if every believer on earth started doing this today, we would see a huge shift in the way that the world just feels every single day, maybe even smiles, like it would change things for sure. So again, we not we want to do our best to keep promoting that life-giving culture, which I believe is a foundation on Christ. Jesus loved and served, and I believe it all starts with that. Give someone a smile, give somebody a nice compliment. Doing this every single day, even on a small scale, is really going to make a huge difference, not only in your life, you're going to feel it for sure. And I speak from, from experience with that, but also in the life of people around you. So again, that's number two, to keep promoting life-giving culture. So going back, we're here, how to grow yourself and strengthen your leadership. Number three, the third way to do this is to identify and implement strong values. Identify and implement strong values. This is really important. If I ask some people, and most people actually that I run into, if I ever ask them, hey, what are some of your like primary values or things that you hold really dear? Most people are just like, um, uh, I'm, well, I, I like this and, and I follow Jesus and, uh, well, I really like business, you know, like all these different things that, pe- that people uh, kind of struggle with because they're not really sure how to, to answer what their strong values are in their lives. And that's why I say identify and implement. So you, you want to identify these things first off. And there's, there's a lot of things that I feel that, that every church, every believer should have in common. I know that it believes with passionately falling in love with Jesus. Like your faith is the number one thing when it comes to a personal value. So you want to make sure that you're thinking about that first. And what does that really mean? So you want to implement that somehow. It, it's, it's going back to the basics, which is simply like reading the Bible, praying, serving others. Again, we already talked about that, but that's, I think, the number one thing that every believer should have. And then outside of that, it's making sure that that you have some other core values that that really matter to you. Example, one of mine is integrity, which all of mine are, are very biblical. That's just the way I've lived my life. But integrity simply means doing the right thing even when nobody's watching and having people's best interest in mind. And that's one of my top core values as well. And I could go down a list of different things that matter to me. But what's important is making sure that you have these things. I actually have them on a piece of paper. I can actually see it right now. It's right next to me. I have them written written down on this piece of paper. And I review them every single morning to make sure that I've identified these strong values 
very well, and I'm also doing my best to implement them on a daily basis. I believe that starts with reading them and looking at them. So I encourage you, make sure that you do this same thing and make sure you understand, okay, this is the culture that I want around myself, and I have to have these strong values in place in order to do that. I don't know if you're noticing, but these things kind of all kind of flow into each other, right? We started with continuous improvement. We talked about then promoting that life-giving culture and then identifying, implementing strong values so you can pour into that culture. And that leads us straight into number four. And I believe this is easily the most important and that's to keep winning the war in the spiritual. Keep winning the war in the spiritual. I'm not going to sugarcoat this because we live in a world that wants to put faith aside and anything spiritual is weird these days, right? Even Christians I talk to are like, oh, I don't really want to pray in public anymore because people think it's weird. Like there's all kinds of things like that going on around us. But the truth is there is a spiritual battle going on around us. I know that many of us, we even say we believe this, but do we really at our core, do we believe that there are angels and demons fighting for our lives around us? Like for our souls, I should say, like that they're fighting for these things. You don't, do you really believe that and know what that means? We have to keep winning the war in the spiritual, in our lives, in our organizations, in our leadership, and all these things. And that starts, number one, with getting your prayer life stronger, strengthening your prayer life, getting into your time with God, getting free from sin. Here's the thing, man. I struggle with some things. Like I have some areas in my life that I am constantly having to resurrender to God because I'm struggling in these places, but I know that I am. And I'm praying more and more about it. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the right people that I need to talk to. I'm spending that time with God. And I find when I do this, I get more and more free. That's how you begin winning this, this war in the spiritual. And then also, anybody that you lead or have in your life, make sure that you're going into deep conversation with them. Deep spiritual conversation is so, so important. So many of us, we want to push that aside again. We just want to have fun with, when we're with our friends, right? Like, I don't, don't know where you live. I know the whole world's in a different place right now. I live in Florida, which I'm so thankful for. It's completely open. But many of the friends that I'm now hanging out, hang out with and seeing, I haven't seen these people or spent time with them in a year. And because of that, they just want to have a good time, right? And I get that. There's a time and a place for that for sure. But there's also needs to be a prioritization and time and place for saying, hey, what are you struggling with? What do you have going on? How can we pray together? The Bible says that when two or three are gathered, he's there with them. So if we're struggling with something, it is in our best interest to make sure we even make just a few minutes to pray over each other if we're together with friends. So make sure that you're encouraging people in your life to do that, to be willing to go deep, to be willing to go past face value. We live in this face value world and it's such a dangerous thing. We have to be making sure that we are willing to go deep with people and then get people to pray for you. This sounds so simple, but get yourself a prayer shield as I like to call it. Have everything that you have going on covered in prayer. I mean, if you have goals with your business or maybe you have some fitness goals or whatever it is that you're working on, right? Whatever you have going on in your life, have people praying for you. Even if it's as simple as, hey, I'm spreading that life-giving culture. I want to talk to four strangers today and show them that I love and care for them because that's what Jesus feels as well. Have people praying for you to do that, to hold you accountable. If we want to keep on winning the war in the spiritual, we have to take it seriously, acknowledge it's there, and do the things that the Bible says that we need to do in order to win that. And sometimes spiritual warfare can be crazy intense, right? And other times it's not. And I can't tell you why that is. But what's important is making sure that you're always winning that war, that you're not losing. I'm not saying don't sin or don't fall short, but make sure that you're winning it. So, you know, it's funny, like when I talk about leadership and I talk about self-growth on on other podcasts, I I jump on other shows as a guest all the time. I very rarely get the the opportunity to dive deep into this fourth point that I shared with you, talking about the spiritual side of things. Most people, again, they want to avoid that. But the first three, 
recovery, again, very, very important as well. So again, to kind of go give you an overview of this, and I'll bring this into a close, this is four ways to strengthen your leadership and grow yourself. Number one, focus on continuous improvement. Number two, number two keep promoting life-giving culture. Number three, identify and implement strong values. And number four, keep winning the war in the spiritual. When we start doing these things, I believe that we are going to experience breakthrough in our lives in so many ways. And I'm asking you, just give this a shot for this month, the month of June even. Just give it a shot right now and see what happens. There's a Bible verse I quickly want to read in closing this thing out. And it's, it's back to that point of winning the war in the spiritual. And it comes from Ephesians 6 verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That is an intense Bible verse, Ephesians 6 verse 12. Make sure you go read that for yourself as well. But again, to kind of bring this thing to a close, make sure that you have people in your life that can help cover you. Make sure that you have people in your life that can help you with this. God did not make us to do things alone. And yes, we live in a lonelier world than ever before. All stats are showing depression on the rise. And everything is really around this idea of us not having intimate friendships anymore. Make sure that you find a way to get around people. Even if it has to be remote somehow, some way. And I believe it will really help you in these, these four points that I'm sharing today. So that's all I've got for you guys. I kept it brief like I said I would. Uh, Again, I like to make sure I do that just to respect everybody's time. And I want to ask you a question as I'd like to end every episode with, which of the four points that I just shared with you speak to you the most and why? Which of these four points that I just shared speak to you the most and why? If you'll just go to dailyps, that's paradigm shift, dailyps.com, click on the podcast tab. You can find this episode. I'd love to hear from you and even have a conversation with you. Thank you as always for listening. I really appreciate you guys. And I look forward to doing this every single month. So I will be back with you next month, bringing another episode on a topic that I believe God will put on my heart. Love all of you. And I'll be back with you then.